in certain areas of the country where dry climatic conditions prevail, sprinkling and irrigating systems are generally maintained for prolonged periods of time. Obviously, however, means are required for automatically closing down said systems when there is a rainfall or when moisture conditions in the atmosphere are excessive. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey. This is episode 156. I'm going to talk today about, about curiosity. So I'm titling this episode, Curiosity as a Catalyst. And the reason for that is because the more I think about curiosity, the more I start to speak about curiosity. And next week, I will be speaking about curiosity in irrigation innovation at the Landscape Ontario Irrigation Conference. The more I lean into curiosity, because it happens to be just a personal trait of mine, the more I learn about it, and then the more I would like to share with you. So, this week, in prepping for my presentation next week, I'm going to use a lot of the content that I, that I have used in the past, but I'm going to add a piece to the presentation next week that I'm super excited about and I'm going to talk about today. And before I do that, I want to kind of, um, I want to reshare my thoughts on curiosity as it relates to driving change. I think that curious minds question things. Curious minds, perhaps curious minds question everything. They question the status quo. Curious minds imagine new possibilities. These new possibilities often lead to breakthroughs, and the breakthroughs often have the potential to redefine the way that we do things. But it all started with someone being curious, and that curiosity is almost like the spark that is the, that is the catalyst that moves the rest moves the rest of, of the world, the society, the industry, the project, whatever it might be. It starts with curiosity. And I think that curiosity in this way can push boundaries to lead to the new discoveries. And it's all about asking, what if? I wonder what would happen. Why not? <laughs> in a weird way, it's like, if we weren't curious, the earth would still be flat. You know, would we have gone to the moon if we weren't curious. So anyway, curiosity as a catalyst. And the way that I want to start the episode today is to read you the background of an invention. And as I'm reading the background of this invention, I'd like you to think about, like you to be curious and wonder what invention am I talking about? What invention is Andy talking about when I read the background of this invention? I'm going to speak to this next week in Ontario, and we're going to speak about it here today, but, but instead of giving you the invention and then reading you the background, I want to do it in reverse. I don't want you to know what this invention is. I want you to be curious. I want you to think about 
products in our industry as I read the background of the patent for this invention. Okay, here we go. In certain areas of the country where dry climatic conditions prevail, sprinkling and irrigating systems are generally maintained for prolonged periods of time. Obviously, however, means are required for automatically closing down said systems when there is a rainfall or when moisture conditions in the atmosphere are excessive. Also, upon completion of the rainfall, automatic reopening of the sprinkler system is desired. Moisture-responsive actuators have been known to operate in response to the weight of rainfall captured in a receptacle attached thereto or in response to certain types of moisture-absorptive mechanisms associated therewith. Also, ground sensors and probes have been used. However, such devices have proven to be inefficient of short life and relatively costly to manufacture. Okay, that is the background of the invention. It sounded kind of legal, maybe because patents are very, um, I don't know the right word to say, boring, monotone. That's the background of the patent. Do you know what it is? Did you get it right away? Can you guess what patent I just read to you? I'm going to give you a moment to think about it. Maybe what I should do is repeat the first couple sentences so that uh, you can think about it as I read. Okay, here are the first two sentences over again. In certain areas of the country where dry climatic conditions prevail, sprinkling and irrigating systems are generally maintained for prolonged periods of time. Obviously, however, means are required for automatically closing down said systems when there is a rainfall or when moisture conditions in the atmosphere are excessive. Okay, hopefully you've got it now. Can you guess? What patent is this? Closing down said systems when there is rainfall. All right, I'm going to give it to you. It's the rain sensor. And what's interesting is that we call it a rain sensor, but for the purposes of the patent, the name on the patent is actually Moisture Responsive Switch Actuator. That's what it's called. Moisture Responsive Switch switch Actuator that we call a rain sensor. So why am I mentioning this to you? This is the most astonishing part. This is what actually gets me, this is what gets me super excited because this patent was issued August 11th, 1972. The moisture responsive switch actuator was issued in 1972. Yet we are still using this device, which is supposedly, supposedly makes an irrigation system, quote unquote, smart. It was invented in 1972. I find that incredibly hard to believe that we are using 50-year-old technology, if you want to call this technology. We're using 50-year-old technology as a water conservation device. Yes, we have improvements on this original patent. We have wireless. We have different ways to um, control the turn-on period through the receiver. However, under the hood, in the contraption that 
um, I was going to say measures rainfall, but it doesn't actually measure rainfall. In the moisture sensing part, in the moisture response switch actuator, it's the same concept that was developed in 1972, 50 years ago. So I think now what I'll do is read you the patent abstract. So what I read at first was the background, and maybe the abstract will just add a little bit of clarity. So I have it right here. I'm going to read you the abstract, and it goes like this. A moisture responsive actuator is employed for controlling the operation of a fluid operating sprinkling or irrigating system or the like. The moisture responsive actuator is provided with hydroscopic material which expands in response to contact with rainwater to depress a switch to deactivate the sprinkling system. The hydroscopic material contracting upon a drying, therefore, to release said switch, whereupon the sprinkling system is activated. That abstract right there is exactly how rain sensors work today. There is a hydroscopic material, cork and or other, that swells when it's wet, it trips the switch. And then when it dries out, it contracts and the switch activates again. 1972, 50 years ago. Why? Why are we still using 50-year-old technology? Do you know how many rain sensors are installed out there? Do you know the size of the freaking rain sensor market? Why has nobody developed a better, better technology? And I don't have the answer. I guess I'm just simply offering you the opportunity to ask yourself. And this is just one example. I chose the rain sensor because I did a little bit of research on it, and I'm offering it here to you today as just an example of wondering why. Why are we using 50-year-old technology? It just kind of seems crazy to me. So in this example of curiosity, it could lead to a breakthrough. Maybe the next evolution of a rain sensor is waiting for someone to create it. Maybe that is you. Maybe you have a better way, a new breakthrough. And I f what I find interesting about thinking of curiosity as this catalyst that can lead to breakthroughs, it doesn't have to be a product. A breakthrough can be anything, not just some new invention. It could be a new way of doing something in your business, a new way of organizing something in your home. Just the act of asking yourself, why am I doing it this way? Why is it done like this? Is there another way? Is there a better way? Leads to kind of change in growth. Now, not everyone, not everyone works this way. Not everyone likes to change. Not everyone likes to grow. So if you like to do the same thing, do the same thing the same way every time over and over again, that's, that's totally fine. Because again, this is certain, certain personalities are, uh, or every personality is different. And if that's what makes you feel comfortable and safe, then that is totally cool. However, for others, more like myself and perhaps more like you that are listening to this, it's okay to be curious. <laughs> and if somebody tells you to stop asking questions, just, you know, stick up your middle finger. It's okay. You're allowed to be curious. This is what drives the world. This is what makes the world go, go around. So curiosity as a catalyst for innovation. Um, let me think about this kind of starts with asking asking the what if, why. I wonder what would happen if blank, if we did it like this. So 
I think this mindset has the potential to propel us like out of our existing beliefs, outside of the lens that we currently have, um, for lack of a better uh, expression, gets us out of the box, right? Why, why, why are we even using the expression, think outside the box? I frankly don't like that expression because that assumes there's a box. What if there's no box? <laughs> what box? That's how I like to answer that question. There is no box. There's only a box if you put a box there, but otherwise there's no box. So anyway, side note, I'll have to record another converse, another podcast about, about that, that thought process. So as we wrap this up, I, want, I would like this episode to just be potentially or possibly a reminder that, uh, that the pursuit of knowledge is endless and it's through this curious mindset that it becomes possible to uncover the new paths to progress, the new paths to the new solutions to complex problems. Like, why are we still using a rain sensor that was invented in 1972 that doesn't actually sense the rain? <laughs> why are we using a rain sensor invented in 1972 that doesn't actually sense the rain? It's more like a sponge switch. And maybe that's a better way to think of it. It's not a sensor. I mean, maybe just because there's no better device that actually senses the rain. It's a sponge switch. When the sponge is wet, it swells and trips the switch. So that's what we should call it. Hey, Mr. Smith, would you like me to install a sponge switch on your home? Oh, oh, well, tell me about that. Well, yeah, a sponge switch is a device that when it's raining, it'll swell up and trip the switch so that your system doesn't run during the rain event. Okay, side tangent, sorry, bad analogy, but I guess when I think of the device and what I've talked about here today and what the patent is, it's not a rain sensor, it's a sponge switch. Yet every manufacturer still uses the device today. And I came across some technology recently that I think would be, could be, the next evolution of a rain sensor, but I'm not going to share it with you today. We'll save it for another episode, and I will be talking about it next week in my presentation to the Ontario, uh, the Ontario Landscape uh, Conference. So get a plane ticket, get in your car, drive to Toronto, and join me at the conference. And I will update you guys uh, with my thoughts and and what with. Uh, what I think the potential is for the future of the rain sensor on a future episode. And as we wrap it up, I think my final thought for today is on the potential to nurture a world that is continuously evolving and enhancing and that embracing this curiosity unlocks limitless opportunities, showing that the pursuit of knowledge and the bravery to question are fundamental to progress and even maybe human advancement. Thank you so much for listening. Happy sprinkling. And we'll see you on the next episode.